Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the movie mausoleum. We are your film necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Woolahan, and we have gathered here tonight to examine the spirits of, well, in this case, a very bad film, to discuss whether it could be resurrected, should be resurrected, or if it should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we usually analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of television shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. However, we are closing out Razzie Month. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. That was so wise, Uncle John. (laughs) We are doing Rambo Last Blood today. Yes, Rambo. So this is actually going to be a little different than most episodes. Usually I take a lot of notes. Uh, You took more notes this time. Yes. Because I, on three occasions, attempted to turn this film off. We almost shot this movie off quite a few times. Have you ever seen a Rambo movie? I have not. This is also my first Rambo movie. Um, I mean, Rambos were, you know, man movies when I was growing up. And uh, this was kind of before they were making action movies with more, you know... Substance? Uh, I was going to say, like... More audience outreach. Okay. Because, like, our big action franchises now, like Fast and Furious, uh, there are female characters, and yeah. they do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, in pretty much every movie she's in, is a female character who does things. Yes. Uh, in this, the female characters are concerned about Rambo. <laughs> or... Or in need of Rambo. <laughs> yeah, or they're chum. It's... Oh. So... I hate this movie. Uh, yeah, Laura hates this movie. Uh, if you're the kind of person who does this, uh, if you want to just get a drink and take a drink every time I announce I hate this movie, it's a good way to uh, die. Yeah. Like we said, Laura almost shut this off a few times. I hate this, this movie. This movie's pretty bad. Uh, but The Haunting of Sharon Tate was the most offensive movie I'd ever seen. And then The Fanatic was the most offensive movie I've ever seen. And now... And now Rambo Lat... Oh, I miss Medea. <laughs> yeah. You know? I miss cats. I miss cats too now. I had fun during cats. Yeah. Well, we'll, let, we'll have to do a full re- review of all the Razzie movies at the end of this one. Remember cats? Yeah. We're, we're going to at the end of this podcast. We were happy once. At the end of this podcast, we'll talk about all of them. I hate this movie. I know. Let's talk about it. Nah. How does this movie open? How does this movie open? This movie opened with uh, Rambo horse dancing. Oh yeah, he's hanging out with ponies. So uh, I have to bring this up. Uh, we streamed all of the Razzie movies this year. Except yes. for this one. This is the only one that wasn't available on a streaming site. Yeah, well, uh, and Cats, which we saw in theaters. Oh, right, right. And uh, so we had to buy this one. And I would like to state now that since I own this movie... It is legal for me to own a copy of this movie. So I had to go to a pirating website and download this movie so I could get clips for this show. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, hey, why is there Chinese subtitles? That's why. Here's the thing. If you watch a non-American version of this, there's a different opening. Are you serious? Yes, there's a 10-minute opening sequence of... 
three hikers trapped in a flash flood, and Rambo rolls up and saves the day. So the first ten minutes is Rambo actually, like, doing something helpful. It basically implies that since Rambo has been done Ramboing, he's just been a superhero. Okay, he's just been, like... The neighborhood weird old good guy. So, like, it's the scene where it's storming and the cops are like, there's still hikers up there. It's too dangerous to go after them. There's nothing we can do. And then Rambo rolls up on a horse. He's like, I got him. And he goes to save these hikers. He doesn't save all of them, unfortunately. One of them does die. But he saves two hikers. And that's the start of this movie. And... Since I had to pirate this to get it, but it's legally for me to own a copy of something I already own. Uh, it took me three or four times to, like, find it, because it kept starting, and I'm like, this isn't it. <laughs> and then eventually I just was like, I'll let this play. What is this scene? So I looked it up, and it doesn't play in front of the U.S. or Canadian release, but it plays in front of all other releases in other countries. And the director said that this is like a very important scene to him because it's for his son who had passed away. Oh. And it was like about dealing with loss. Why it's not in the American version is super confusing to me because this movie is very short. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at this on the Wikipedia page. And he, uh, like, he doesn't fail to save the one hiker. She's already dead when She's he already there. dead, yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's still only 101 minutes with that. Yeah. It just doesn't make it towards that two-hour mark or anything. Hmm. That's weird. I thought it was super weird that they removed this scene, but played it for other countries. Yeah, that's odd. So, what we see in the beginning of this is Rambo teaching a horse to dance. Yep. And then taking painkillers because he's old. Like, we want to establish this isn't the same Rambo. as an older Rambo. Yeah. He's a little bit beat up. And uh, I want to mention this. He is full-on cowboy white hat and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, he goes in and he talks to his maid or mm-hmm. not his maid. We I don't know the relationship with this woman. Rambo lives in his father's horse ranch. Okay. And he's co-running it with his friend Maria. Oh, okay. And it's platonic, and uh, Maria's granddaughter, Gabriella, also lives there. Yes. And Gabriella calls Rambo Uncle John. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we then see Rambo down in these caves. Yeah. And he has, like, these series of tunnels that... He has clearly built himself. Yeah. That are under the house. And then while he's down there, he has a war flashback and starts losing his mind. Yeah. And then he's just fine. (laughs) And he goes to his blacksmithing hobby. I mean, he has a PTSD flashback and then, like, recovers. Yeah. And then he's just like, he has an area where he just makes giant knives. Yeah. And I would say this is weird, but I have a friend who in his basement makes giant knives. I have one of the knives in my car. <laughs> so it's not that strange, but it gives him an opportunity to look big and Unless tough. you're a cop, then we don't. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, I didn't say his name. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, he just makes these big giant knives, and he makes a knife for Gabrielle. That's a knife. No, it's a letter opener. <laughs> this letter opener. Like, Jason Voorhees would be like, that's been much. Yeah, like... It's like, if my roommate, freshman year, rolled up with this with her, I'd be like, um, I'd like a room change, please. Because it's like a full-on, like, knifey McKnife face. It's a dagger. Yeah, like, it's not a letter opener. I've seen cute, dainty little letter openers. It's also not something you would give, like, a young woman going yes. to college. Like, it would have made more sense if he'd given it to her and been like, this is to defend yourself. Because it's not a letter opener. Yeah, because... It's a full-on knife. I also know that in college, the the rule was uh, you couldn't have a knife that was long... The blade was longer than your palm. Because I had a friend that would always play with a knife. And I was like, dude, I hate that you do this. He's like, it's not... This is not breaking any rules. And I was like, I don't care. I still hate you. <laughs> Please stop playing with a knife in front of me. I'd also like to point out that never in my life have I struggled to open an envelope. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and I had like a letter opener when I used to work like, I worked at a, uh, an office manager job at a law firm, like my first job out of school. And what a letter opener looks like now is like, it, it, it's like a C shape kind of. You like get it under the envelope and then you just go and slits it very nicely and very neatly. And it's very hard to cut yourself on it because it's not a dagger. Yeah. So... We then get the scene where Gabrielle wants to find her father. Yeah, we have like a little establishing scene where like Rambo and Gabriella are horseback riding and uh, they're just kind of like talking about her future. She's yeah. going to college. But she really wants to meet her dad. Her mother has passed. Her mother has passed and Rambo's like, no. Uncle John. I have to do this. I need to hear it from him. I need to understand why he would just do that. Because he's not a good man. Can't be that simple. It is. Uncle John, I've heard the stories. I know you've been through a lot, but my world is a lot different from yours. No, it's not. It's worse. No, it's not. People don't just act bad for no reason. There's, There's no reason for a man to throw his family away. He's lucky he has one. Why are you getting so mad? Because you don't know how bad it is. I know how black a man's heart can be. There's nothing good out there, Gabrielle. I need you to look this up because I am not positive. But uh, towards the end of this film, mm -hmm. we flash back to a lot of previous uh, Rambo movies. Mm -hmm. I think this guy is from a previous Rambo. Okay. So if you could IMDB Giselle's father and see if he's in more than one Rambo film. Oh boy. That would be super. Oh boy. He is not. All right. Well, then this is stupid. In any case, uh, Rambo forbids her to go see this guy. Yeah. Because there's nothing but evil in his heart. And then says, why don't you have a party here? I'll let you party in the caves. Yeah, he, they're talking about, like, she's going to go out with her friends. And she's he, he's like, why don't you ever have your friends over here? And it's like, well, I have a crazy... Uh, You're Rambo. Yeah, it's like, I have a, you know, very, very PTSD-addled older guy living with me who has built a network of tunnels under my home. This is when 
I imagine a much better film. Mm-hmm. I imagine all these like drunk teenagers going down into Rambo's tunnels and then Rambo losing his mind and it becomes a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea of it's just being like, he's going to kill all of us, but it's my uncle, Uncle Rambo, no. Like it becomes a slasher film and Gabrielle is the final girl. Yeah, and like... It, it, Actually, Gabrielle would be a prototypical final girl. Right? And like it cuts between like... Rambo, like, chasing these kids in the caves and Rambo thinking he's at war. That would be a pretty cool movie. My thought would be, at this point, that Rambo's old enemies are coming to get him and he and the teenagers join forces in this, like, hilarious (laughs) Home Alone, Ocean's Eleven... Goonies film? Yeah, like, this crazy movie where he's, like, teaching all these teenagers who are incompetent and armed to the team. Rambo... And you know there's like a little nerdy one who's like real thirsty for blood. And they're like, but April! And April's like, I'm out for blood now. I love it. Uh, But that's not what happens. They have a party and that's kind of it. And then they revisit this whole father thing. And like they talk about how badly her father abused her mother. Yeah. And this is where like everything kind of falls apart because if... Gabriella was close to her mother, which we assume she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, most young people don't really want to go hang out with the guy who beat their mother. Yeah, it's it's something like he beat her mother, and then she got cancer, and then she died, and then he left. Like, he doesn't sound like a great guy. Uh, he left before she died. Oh, okay. And, uh... This is when I start knowing or noticing that Gabrielle has this habit of crying, mm-hmm. but only her eyes cry. Like the rest of her like face and body does not look like a person who is crying. Because there are many times where I'm watching this and I go, what's on her face? Is that like a boogie? Is that... Oh, it's a tear. Because she doesn't look like she's crying. It's very much the like the Disney princess tears. Yeah. Where like... Or the, the CW tears. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody from Riverdale cries. It's my one per episode. Yeah. But it's it's essentially the actress maybe can't cry on cue. So they, it's the glycerin. <laughs> yeah, they stick some water on her face. Uh, so also, this is where they establish this weird thing where half of the movie is in Spanish. But like half of sentences will be in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And subtitles will pop up. But like a scene from Austin Powers' Gold Member, <laughs> Stallone is standing there in a white shirt. So there's times where you can't see the subtitles. Yeah. Because it's on a white background. Yeah, like the subtitles are white, but they're not really planned out well. Yeah. So there are times where the background or a character is in the way. Yes, and on top of that, they're, like, weirdly stylized. Like, they'll pop up not consistently. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll pop up in different areas of the screen, and they kind of, like, fade and dissolve away. Well, sometimes, like, when they pop up in different parts of the screen, it's when uh, multiple people are talking at once, so you can see who is saying what. Right. But, like, what I'm saying is, they put enough care into doing that, but not enough to make them readable. Uh, So, they... Convince, hard air quotes, Gabrielle not to 
uh, go see her father. And then she drives away to go somewhere. And then she stops. And then she turns around. But we don't know where they are. We don't know where they are. We have no context of where she is going. It's just like a long scene of her driving, stopping, and turning around. And then I look at you and go, there's going to be a big sign that says, welcome to Mexico. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. We're given so little information that I was like, did she forget her phone? Yeah, it could have been anything. But no, she, without telling anyone, drives to Mexico. Uh, because, uh, this is also important, her friend Giselle had found her father. And yes. they don't like Giselle. She's a bad girl. Yeah, it, like, and we don't know anything about Giselle. We don't know if Giselle earned this reputation or not at this point. Uh, I have a note here that just says, her jokes are awful. I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, because uh, Gabriella arrives at Giselle's home. And Giselle is creepy. Like, right off the bat. Like, she's like, are you still a virgin? And oh, Gabriella balks. And she goes, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just joking. I was like, how is that a joke? And she does like a few of those creepy fishing jokes mm-hmm. of like clearly trying to get some information. And then at one point, like, Gabriella is kind of looking around the room. And Giselle's like, I can feel you looking at the house. And like, Gabriella tries to like offer her money. And. Giselle kind of freaks out and says, like, I'm not a charity case. And then when Gabriella apologizes, she goes, I'm just joking. So, like, she's already setting up as, like, that kind of friend who's, like, she's, it's it's a good way to convey the tone of, like, Giselle is not entirely trustworthy. Right. Because her presence is immediately, like, off-putting. Yes, she is very off-putting. Uh, so Giselle takes her to see her father. And I, I should mention that everywhere she goes, there are people drinking and glaring at her. Like every place she goes in Mexico, there's just like three dudes like mm, mean mugging her and drinking. And I was like, man, she's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like Gabriella makes bad choice after bad choice. Like a, a big one would be not telling uh, her grandmother where she's going. Right. Not telling any of her friends. Because we've established she has friends. Yeah. So, like, she's not, like, texting any... Because even if I'm, like, running away from home and not telling my parents where I'm going, or my grandmother and my Uncle John Rambo, mm-hmm. uh, there's probably a friend yeah. who I've texted, like, this is what I'm doing, this is where I'm going. Yeah, I went to Mexico. I mean... I did that before I went on dates. Yeah. In college and like grad school where I'd be like, uh, my one of my best friends, Shelly, and I would just go like, hey, I am with this person at this place. If you don't hear from me by 1 a.m. Uh, with an all clear or something else. Uh, <laughs> Please look into it. Call cops. So. I got a lot of texts in the middle of the night that are like, all good. <laughs> it's all right. So she goes to meet her father. This scene is unbelievable. Because Gabrielle is like an attractive woman. Yeah. She's, I think she's 17. But like, she's attractive. She's heading to college, so I would assume probably 18. I, I kind, Like senior. I kind of feel like they said she was 17, but I could be wrong. You might be right. Uh, she knocks on the door of where her father lives 
some woman opens the door and is like, how can I help you? And she's like, I need to talk to Manuel. Yeah. And she's like, why? And she's like, I just need to talk to Manuel. And then Manuel walks over and says, I'll handle this. And the wife walks away. She's super chill about the fact that some attractive woman has knocked on the door and be like, yo, I need time with your husband. Yeah, like this attractive young woman. And like, her husband is established immediately as not a very nice person. He, that she asks him, like, why'd you leave? And he takes a step forward into the most evil looking lighting. Yeah. That could possibly exist and just goes... Because one day, I looked at your mother and you and realized you both didn't mean anything to me anymore. I know it's hard to understand, but I wasted time being with you and her. And she fucking dies and leaves me with you, who I never wanted. Any more questions? You don't need to come back. No one would ever say this. Yeah, it's very cartoonishly evil. Because, mm-hmm. like, I-, I feel like no one has ever, like, abandoned someone with this much pride. Yeah, like, sure did. Like, his only regret is that it took him so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to abandon his daughter. Uh, so it's awful. She comes back crying, but again, it's mostly just her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Because the rest of her body doesn't like to cry. And Giselle's like, I will make you feel better. Let's go to the club. Uh, then. Which is like not what you would do for your friend in that situation. Like, really? I, I think that's what. Someone who's established to be like Giselle would do. Yeah, like like a party girl. Like, let's not sit at home and cry. Let's do something to get your mind off of this. We'll go clubbing. Okay. I just want to dance. Like, I I was okay with that so far. We get to uh, the club, and some guy is talking to Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. We don't get to hear what they're saying. The movie has just decided that whatever the dialogue is, is here is not as important as the EDM beat that's playing. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing a black cowboy hat. Not like Rambo's white cowboy hat. Uh. So clearly something bad is about to happen. Yeah. And we get like a close up of him like slipping drugs into a drink. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it's then smash cut to Rambo on the farm. Yeah, like, we don't see what happens. and But, like, any woman watching it is like, oh, shit. And Rambo's on the farm, and Maria's just like, Gabrielle went to Mexico! And she's sort of like, what? Yeah. And I didn't catch this, like, until later, but I was just like, how do they know? But Giselle calls and yeah. says, like, hey, Gabrielle was here, and now I don't know where the hell she is. Yeah, which kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Why do you think it doesn't make sense, based on what happens later in the film? 
Um, should we just get into that? Because that's the next. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Rambo goes to talk to Giselle. Mm hmm. And, uh, Giselle kind of like plays the innocent friend of like, I have no idea what happened to her. I'm so scared. We went to the club. She was talking to a guy and now she's gone. Uh, I have Giselle as a terrible friend. Uh, so he like interrogates her Mm -hmm. and he takes out his giant knife and he stabs it on the table and is like, (sighs) he he threatens a very young woman. But he does say like, she says something like, You called my house and said she never came back from her father's. Yeah, I was giving you a heads up. Or covering your ass. Man, fuck Where'd you get this? She gave it to me, man. It was her mother's. She'd never give it to you. See, Gabrielle was never giving it to you. It was her mother's. So it's then turns to like, you're going to point me out to the person you sold it out to. And she's like, no, I will die. He's like, you're just going to point and then that's all you have to do. No one even needs to know you're here. And that's what happens. And then we don't see Giselle for the rest of the film. Yeah. Which means she goes completely unpunished. Yeah. Or she's killed. Like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. It could have been anything. But that's, you know, Rambo's wanton disregard of, like, I I have a little, like, Giselle is clearly in a very, very difficult situation. She does an incredibly irredeemable, unforgivable thing and does it incredibly stupidly. Right. Like, I probably wouldn't wear that bracelet for yeah. a while. It's pretty um, dumb. Knowing dumb. that if I'm calling a family member that there's a good chance the family member's going to turn up looking for my friend. Um, the other dumb thing is if no one else knew where Gabriella was, we'd never, like, Giselle calls Rambo because that the plot needs her to. Because Gabriella never told any of her other friends and family where she went. Nobody would know where she was. It would become just a missing person. Yeah, that's true. That is really true. Like, there really isn't a good reason. to. Nobody knew she went. Yeah, I I guess we could have just had, like, Gabrielle's missing. The first person that he would go talk to would be Gabrielle's father, which he does do. We kind of glossed over it because it's not important. Yeah. And it could have just been the father saying something like, she was here with some friend. Yeah. Rambo would know that that was Giselle, and then... Yeah. Yeah, like we we could have we didn't actually need that plot point. Yeah, it it's a weird choice by Giselle because if I'm calling Rambo and saying like, "Oh yeah, I was the last person to see your niece alive." And then why am I surprised? <laughs> Here comes Rambo. When he wants information that could jeopardize my life. Yeah. Like duh. So, like it would make sense if we had a scene of Maria and Rambo going like, I haven't seen Gabriella in days. Where did she go? And then like, maybe we even see one of her friends come by and be like, hey, is Gabriella around? Like we, no one's seen her. She didn't come, mm-hmm. she didn't come to prom or something. Yeah. They could have done a better job with this. They could have done a better job with lots of things. Yeah. So, uh, Gabrielle points out this dude mm-hmm. in the club, 
uh, Rambo's just hanging out in this club looking super awkward. Yeah. He gets the attention of some, like, woman that, like, eyes him up. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to be important later in the plot. Uh, Rambo takes this dude out into the parking lot and, like, assaults him as he's getting into his car. Yeah. He stabs him in the leg. And then he hits him with the butt of his knife, breaking his collarbone? Yes. And then Rambo attempts to steal this man's collarbone. Yes. He reaches into his body, grabs his collarbone, and just starts removing it. What? And he's like, tell me, tell me where she is. And he's like, ah, my collarbone. So I I had to laugh a little bit at that. So I was like, man, what a what a weird technique that is. Yeah, I didn't even look at that part because yeah, I told you not to, but it's like, yeah. I'm and gonna, I did not. I'm gonna take your collar. I off. did not. Oh hi, Mark. Uh so this guy puts him points him in the right direction, and he's gonna go confront like the head of this cartel. Yeah. And I have in my notes, Rambo does not sneak. Because he's just, like, broad shoulders walking around while all these people are noticing and, like, calling for backup. Yeah. To the point that, like, wherever he, when he finally gets to where he's going, there's, like, 35 dudes around It him. feels like watching you play Uncharted. <laughs> okay. That level of stealth ability. Yeah, but, like, at least when I'm seen, I kill that person. That's true. <laughs> like... Literally, I was just like, all right, he's not sneaking. Hey, he doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have a gun. He just has a knife. A singular. Un knife. Yeah. And I was just like, what? What is his plan here? Because Rambo is a smart guy. He's been, He's got army training. Yeah, he's canonically intelligent. Like, he's taken out entire armies alone before. Like, I wonder what the plan is going to be here. Sure doesn't sound like he has one. His plan. <laughs> Is he shows a picture to this guy and it's like, this is my daughter, sort of, it's my niece, whatever. I need to find her. And the guy's like, listen, just so you know, I don't give a crap about women. Uh, they're objects to me. Uh, I, I just, I think they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. And, Again, cartoon evil. And then... uh like, Rambo makes some sort of, like, aggressive gen- uh, gesture, and 30 people pull out guns and point it at him. Yeah. And they're like, all right, I'm done playing with you, Rambo. And they attack him, and they just kind of mug him, and to the point where he's, like, disfiguredly beat up. And they carve a V into his face. Well, well oh. first, the, the super bad guy says, These girls mean nothing to me or my customers. My world, they're nothing, they're not people, they're just, they're just things. They have no worth to men like us. So, I would have not paid attention to this, to her. But now I will, because you coming here has made it very bad for her coming home. We would have just trained her, used her, and sold her. But now we're going to make an example of her. Carve a V into his face. Yeah, and we did get a scene that we'd seen that Gabriella was kidnapped. We did get a scene of her and about 
five other young women around her age mm. clearly being like introduced to what is happening to them. Yes. Because they're told something like, every time someone tries to leave, we will destroy three of you or something. Trying to make it so you don't escape this horrible place they're in. Yeah, I mean, it's typical, like, what they do to trafficking victims. Mm -hmm. So they carve a V into Rambo's face. The woman from the bar, like, follows him. Yeah. And, like, grabs him in the car and drives him away. We then get a scene from, uh, with Gabrielle. Yeah. And he shows Gabrielle Rambo's license. Yeah, he's taking his driver's license. It's like, see this? He came for you. As punishment, I'm going to carve a V into your face and drug you. So we see that and it's like really, really horrible. Yeah. They inject her with heroin. They carve a V into her face. And I was just like... And this is the first time I try to turn the movie off. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, really horrible. My guess is... Rambo's about to do some really terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. So we need to justify the level of violence Rambo's going to bring. And I believe I am correct in that that is the intention. I believe so. This is not needed, though. It's torture porn. I mean, not even. It's just kind of horrible. Because, like, you don't see any of the torture, really. You just see, like, the aftermath of it. Yeah. So, we cut back and Rambo's been bandaged up by this woman who is a reporter. Yeah. Uh, He's been out for four days. Yeah, he's been asleep for four days. And I want to just talk about this reporter real quick. Yeah. Because the reporter has, like... The pictures of the men that she's following on the wall and all this other stuff. There is no reason for her not to be a cop. No. But, like, there's this weird thing Actually, of like, I can think of a really solid reason. Uh, I think they kind of established that the cops are in the cartel's pocket. Okay, they do do So that. she would have to be, like, a rogue good cop or a reporter. Well, I was thinking, like, it's in Mexico. But I thought more of, like, undercover FBI type. Yeah, under, undercover, like, DEA. Or... Yeah, something like that. So, but, like, Reporter is so lame. And, like, I, like, to play, like, the, the, the gender game here, it would be much more interesting if she had more power mm-hmm. than just being like, I'm going to tell people about this. Yeah, I mean... She is a completely wasted character. I fully agree. There should be more that she's doing. And we, we're going to lose her. To, like, we're, like she stops appearing at some yeah. point. Like, I was like, I assumed that this character had to be a woman so it could be a romantic lead for Rambo. Right. But that never happens. It's just like, nah, I saved you so the plot could continue. See you never. Yeah. So I have in my notes here... Uh, it's, you've been asleep for four days. What the fuck is your plan? <laughs> he still has no plan. And we find out that, um, Carmen, the reporter, her sister was taken by the cartel and found dead of an overdose. So yeah, this movie, I also have in my notes, this movie is no fun. No. Because I'm used to action movies being fun. Being just like over the top ridiculous like, fun. 
this is no fun. Especially like a Rambo movie that's supposed to kind of like feel like a throwback. I know that like Rambo has always dealt with other issues besides just like Rambo's doing Rambo stuff. But action movies kind of have the stereotype of being popcorn movies, having a little bit of fun to them. This movie is a miserable slog. Yeah, it really is. And it is an 80 minute long miserable slog. It feels very long. Like... We, I've at this point, I think, tried to turn off the movie at least once, possibly twice. So, Rambo finds out where Gabrielle is, and it's like a brothel. Yeah, because she's been in this time period drugged and raped repeatedly. Yes, and Rambo goes in with a hammer to kill everybody. And again, for some reason, nobody has a gun. There we're in this weird time where like he's just missed the trend, but fight scenes with hammers were the coolest thing in the world. Like because of old boy and the raid and uh, Daredevil, like they all had these really great hammer hallway fight scenes. And like as soon as he picked up a hammer, I wrote down, oh, this again, because yeah. I'm so over the hammer fight scene. Right. And it's just it's also a way to make it incredibly gory. Yeah. Um, so it's very gory and something interesting that's in this scene is Rambo essentially goes trick-or-treating throughout the rooms. Mm -hmm. Like he just goes into a room, looks at the young trafficking victim, Mm -hmm. ascertains it's not Gabriella, kills whoever is raping her. Yeah, the John, I guess. Yeah, and like none of them are in the act. Like, he doesn't catch anybody during. Um, So, like, (laughs) these men theoretically could be armed and prepared because he's not, like, literally catching them with their pants down. Right. And he keeps, and he yells, screams at this traumatized trafficking victim, go! No, get out of here! (laughs) And they all say, no puedo, which means I can't. Right, because they we established that like the punishment for everyone will be horrible if they attempt to escape. Plus, they're all heavily drugged, right? Uh, tr- incredibly traumatized, mm-hmm. and like probably not totally aware of what's happening at this point. Yeah. Uh, he then finds uh, Gabrielle, and who is like shivering and uh, crying, crying and. Finds track marks all over arms. And that's when you say, oh, she now has a problem for the rest of her life because Rambo was an idiot and she was, she made one mistake. Yeah. Uh, Gabriella ultimately suffers horrifically because Rambo's an idiot. She makes one small, like she makes an error in judgment and trusts the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And I understand like that that's how it would happen in real life is someone naive could trust the wrong person and suffer for the rest of their lives for it. But, like, it very much feels like Rambo did something really stupid and she suffers for the rest of her life for it. Yeah, like, Rambo's plan is really bad. And, (laughs) like, Rambo does not help the situation for a long time. Uh, But Rambo finds her and then, like, is driving her home? Yeah, Another dumb plot hole. Like, they don't go to the hospital, despite the fact that her lips are blue. 
Like, she's clearly doing really poorly. And my thought would be, okay, they want to get out of Mexico because you don't know how far the cartels reaches in this area. And we don't know exactly where they are in Mexico geographically. But I would think, like, the first hospital over the border. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think he's gotten over the border yet in this scene. Because there's something I'm going to mention later. Yeah, because also customs. Yeah. He is an older guy taking a young woman with no identification, clearly having a very serious medical issue. He also doesn't have a license. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he has nothing. But he's at least an American citizen who could, like, give them a social security number. Yeah, I guess he could do that, but... Uh, he's, he's and he probably doesn't know hers off the top of their his head, you know. Yeah, but he's driving along. Uh, I mean, I also assume he'd have a phone. Yeah, and could possibly call for help. But he's driving along, and she apologizes. Like, I'm so sorry this happened. And he's like, "Don't worry about it. It's okay." And then, like, she starts to go to sleep, and Rambo goes, "I need you to keep your eyes open. Let's talk about something." And then Rambo tells a rambling old man story. Oh, God, he really And does. I start screaming, put the radio on. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. So I'm sure she doesn't want to hear this. She's like barely aware of what's happening to her. Because at this point, she's actively dying. Yeah. Like she's actively dying of an overdose. And then she dies. Yeah. Like she just dies in the car. And I was just like, wait. Really? Yeah. And then I think I threatened to turn the movie off again. You do. Uh, I think you leave the room for a little bit. Uh, and then I believe what happens is he knows he can't get through customs. So he drives up to a like a barbed wire fence. Mm-hmm. And there are signs that I can't read. But there's signs posted I think that are important. And then he just drives through the fence. And I'm guessing that's just how he gets home. Remember that. That's going to be important later. But he just drives to the fence. And then he rolls up to his house just like with the corpse. Yeah. And like a hopeful Maria comes out of the the house like, oh, oh, he's back. Oh, and Maria's in the, and uh, Gabrielle's in the front seat. This all worked out. No. She's dead, and they bury her in the backyard! Like the family dog. Like, they give her, like, one of those popsicle stick crosses. Yeah, it's like a... And we've already established... Okay. We've already established that, like, Rambo is a handyman and has, like, blacksmithing. Yes. You think that it would at least be, like, a fancy metal cross. But it's like a... Yeah! It's, like, made out of two pieces of balsa wood. Like... And her friends have written all over it in Sharpie. Yeah. Like, they've written nice messages of, like, we love you, we miss you. The things you would expect in their yearbook. Well, and maybe that, like, I don't think this movie's smart enough to have made this comparison, but, like, the cross is the closest thing she'll ever get to a yearbook. Yeah. Because, like, it, it looks like the, like, you know, we love you, we'll miss you. Have a great summer. Yeah. Uh, can you look up... If you legally can bury a body on your property? Uh, incognito mode. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think you're allowed to do this. And like, it's not like she he kept it a secret. 
because her, there apparently there was some sort of funeral because her friends came. Okay, there are no state... The ranch is in Arizona. Okay. Uh, there are no state laws in Arizona that prohibit burial on private property. All right, then. I am on a list now. Cool. So, uh, I... I believe he then goes back to the reporter. Yeah, he goes back to Mexico. Because he wants revenge. Yeah. And we get a scene where he, like, he kills a bunch of people. (laughs) He kills a bunch more people. But, like... Oh, no, no. First, he starts setting up jigsaw traps in his home. Yeah, it's like a not-fun home alone. Yeah, like, he digs a punji pit. He starts, like, hiding landmines and stuff. He's just doing, like, all... He has, like, crossbows, and he's doing all of this stuff. And then the plan is... uh, He's going to talk to this reporter again, find some of the men. Mm -hmm. Because it's brothers, right? Yes, Hugo and Victor Martinez. So he kills one of the brothers uh, and steals his head. Yes, Victor. And... They find Victor decapitated with a knife in his chest, holding Gabrielle's picture there, so that they know that it was Rambo. Yeah. And then we get a shot of Rambo driving down the highway, and he just throws Victor's head out the window. So why? Which I'm almost certain breaks litter laws. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, like that's rude. Yeah, that's not private property. You can't dispose of bodies... Just on the side of the road. Yeah, and like, very, very gross. So, uh, basically now they know it's Rambo. They know where he lives because they stole his his driver's license. Rambo does tell Maria to leave. Yeah. Maria sent, he sends Maria away to like grieve. Yeah, why don't you get out of here? I'm going to booby trap the entire house. And she's yeah, like, oh, he does do it before... He uh, sends her away before he yeah. booby traps the house. And she's like, am I ever going to see you again? And Rambo goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to die. Cool. Yeah, it's like when... any time in Game of Thrones when somebody goes, the next time I see you, this will happen. It's like, ooh, you chum. Yeah, yeah. Or, or being a horror movie being like, I'll be right back. <laughs> so, this is the thing I wanted to bring up. We then get a montage of uh, the remaining brother getting, like, the rest of the cartel together. Yep. And, uh, like, arming up. Like, getting guns and, and, like, I think grenades. And, like, he gets his army because he's going to go kill Rambo. Yeah. And that's interspliced with shots of, do you remember? Um, is it, I thought it was, like, with more... Rambo doing stuff. No, every once in a while, there's a shot of the border and the flimsy walls that separate Mexico and America. Mm. I think this is a pro-wall movie. Oh, this movie, I was going to, when we were talking about this later, I was going to say, this is a Donald Trump fantasy. Because, like, the fact that they show Stallone driving through the... uh, the, the fence, the, mm-hmm. the barbed wire fence, and like you see all these walls that don't stop them from get getting over here. It's like, this is trying to advertise why we need a wall. And I think that's one of the reasons why 
everyone in Mexico is cartoon evil. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going to, we're going to do this part now. I was going to wait until we were done talking about the movie, but like this movie is horrendously racist. It is super racist. Like the only characters who are portrayed, uh, sympathetically are either Mexican American, like Maria and Gabriella, or the one reporter. Right. Who is not a Mexican? She's, I mean, she's Mexican. Yeah, because I thought she was down there investigating her sister who disappeared when she visited Mexico. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think Carmen is down there because... Because they're also they also make it a point to be like all the police are owned by the cartel. Yeah, like they make sure you see that, like because the cops are outside, like Victor's crime scene, and they roll up like, "Thanks for watching it, boys. Get out of here. Cartels here. We'll handle it." Like everyone in Mexico is so evil, and all the like shots of like, "Hey, look how weak the border is." You're right, because like I'm not I'm thinking about Carmen, and I feel like mm. she spoke, like perfect English and I I don't recall her having any kind of accent. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. So the only the only characters who are portrayed sympathetically are Mexican American. Yeah. Um and I guess to an extent the essentially interchangeable young women besides Gabriella. Because we don't get to know any of the rest of the women. Oh no. Uh or any of the rest of the like the women who are trafficking victims. The other female characters we meet are, like... We do hear one, like, woman who's in charge of the girls. Who, like, orders them around and says, like, mm-hmm. you have to do whatever. And Giselle. Like, the way that this movie is shot, you could take out the word Mexico and replace it with hell. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, my father's living in hell. I'm gonna go to hell to see him. And, like, the movie wouldn't change that much. <laughs> Yeah, like, it is... Like, oh, okay, clearly it's in hell. Everyone here is evil. Yeah, I mean, the movie is racist. The movie's pretty sexist. Like, it is the very uh, classic and outdated trope of uh, a naive young woman does something and then is ultimately punished for her moment of folly by a horrible death. Yeah. Like, days of suffering followed by a horrible death. Yeah. So. Like, the last week of this woman's life is pain, heartbreak, misery. Yeah. It's sexual, the worst physical, thing you can imagine. Yeah. Like, sexual trauma, physical trauma, mental and emotional trauma. And, like... Bleh. And this, it's just, like... And we do get some, like, very loving montages where we see, like, Gabriella... What's happened to Gabriella and the other mm-hmm. women. Yeah. So... The cartel shows up, and immediately, a car hits a landmine mm-hmm. and explodes. Yeah. And a ring of fire appears around the house with only one way to get through that's not fire. Yeah. And not one person goes, I think we should just leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think, I, like, if that happened in front of me, I'd be like, oh, no, guys, let's let's think about this. Maybe <laughs> let's not just run into exactly where he wants us to be. Uh, so they walk down the one way they're able to go, and they're looking around. They're like, "All right, we got to figure this out." 
And he pops up like Bugs Bunny. It's just like, ha-ha! Kills a bunch of them and vanishes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, One thing that I know Rambo is known for is weapon accuracy. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be a scene where, like, he fires a shotgun and someone goes, ooh, and grabs their stomach. Or, like, oh, it missed. He's not a stormtrooper. And he's going to get away. All the guns and all the weapons in this film react the way they actually would. Like, because that is one thing Rambo is known for. Like, if he shoots you with a machine gun, it's going to cut you in half. Mm -hmm. So, one person walks into his house and it triggers a crossbow and a crossbow kills him. And I laugh. And then they all end up in the tunnels? Yeah. And <laughs> at one point, Rambo shoots someone with a shotgun and blows a dude's head off. Right. And he falls to the ground and Rambo walks by and shoots him again in the chest. I was like, mm, Rambo, I'm pretty sure that man was dead. Rule number two, double tap. Yeah, but... <laughs> But usually you double tap in the head. And if the head is gone, you you save the ammo. So then Rambo has also hooked up a speaker system in his tunnels. And he's going to put on some jams. Which is like the only moment that is even a little bit fun. I was like, what? Really? Okay. Well, there's also a moment where, like, he's hiding, and there's, like, a peephole, mm-hmm. and one of the guys, like an idiot, like, like he's Alfalfa from The Little Rascals, is like, huh, what's what's this little hole? Let me look through that. And as soon as he looks through, Rambo jams him with a spear. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy he's with just starts firing randomly. So he hits the ground and there's a secret compartment where he can cut his legs off. And like, As one does. There's just all these traps. Like they turn a corner and like a thing swings and decapitates them. They fall into a punji pit where, where they fall and like they, they fall in like the spikes from Mortal Kombat. And then Rambo runs by and shoots them as they lay there dead. Yep. And he's just running around. And I say, uh, conveniently, the main bad guy is still alive. Yeah, because drama. And uh, later, uh, and, and also, no one tries to run. No one is, is like... At any point after seeing all this stuff, is like, uh, we should leave. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. This is fine. Uh, so we get this murder montage. And I want to say about this murder montage is the weapons are all like accurate and all that stuff that makes Rambo Rambo. But all these kills are like so quick. Yeah. That like you can't, this is the wrong word, enjoy them. Like you can't process you them. can't process them you can't see them they just kind of happen yeah it, I mean this is a criticism I have of a lot of action movies of so much is happening that you can't really process what's happening it just becomes a sensory overload of uh, noise and 
in Marvel movies, like, bright color, noise, quip. And, yeah. like, to the point where you're like, I don't know what just happened. Because this... This is darkness, joylessness, and blood. Yeah, this and this is what we were building to, is Rambo is getting his revenge and killing these people in really horrible ways. Yeah. But we still don't really get to see that happen. Uh, so it's, like, kind of breaking the promise it made as yeah. a film. Uh, so... Everyone is dead except for the main guy. And Rambo has run into his, like, blacksmith workshop. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a drawing that Gabrielle made. That when he, she was, like, very small. That yeah. he, like, bleeds on because love. Mm -hmm. And he's... <laughs> Rambo says... They're all dead. All of them. I could have killed you ten times. But I wanted you last... And I was just like, no, no, you weren't. Like, most of those traps happened automatically when you stepped on a thing. It's not like you were like, mm, that's not the type of step he would make. Yeah. Like, he could have died a hundred times over. It is just convenient. He literally could have been in the car that hit the mine. Exactly. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Uh, he then... <laughs> in one of the greatest arguments ever uh, Rambo goes fuck you and he goes no fuck you fuck you no fuck you this man which we established in The Haunting of Sharon Tate is not a clever pre-mortem one-liner nope it sure isn't and he goes you feel my rage, my hate, when I reach into your chest and rip out your heart like you did mine. You want to live? Follow the lights. And he hits a switch, and some lights turn on, and the cave starts to explode. Yeah, he collapses all the caves. Yeah. I would like to mention that he, like, like the horses on this farm must be losing their minds. Have you ever seen a spooked horse? I'm assuming that most of them, I not all of them for reasons that we're going to discuss, but most of them are, like, safely <laughs> yeah, barned away somewhere. But... <laughs> On top of that, I'm having like, some work done on the ranch. Can you put the horses up for a couple days? I get that it's a ranch and, like, he's probably miles away from uh, another house. So, like, I, he can get away with some, like, gunfire. But there's a ring of fire and then half of the estate explodes. Yeah, I feel like somebody would notice. Uh, so... Uh, people are getting buried alive, <laughs> and he's running away, trying to survive. He pops out in, like, a barn, mm -hmm. and Rambo hits him with an arrow in each shoulder, pinning him to a wall. Yeah. And then, like, he shoots it through his legs. I, I, we talk about weapon accuracy, and I don't, I don't think you can fire an arrow through flesh then bone, then flesh, then wood. That seems a bit much. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, 
It feels very cartoon physics. And then he, like, this guy can't do anything. Yeah. He's, he's arrowed to the wall. Rambo takes a very large knife, plunges it into his chest, rips out his beating heart. Yep. Like he's Kano from Mortal Kombat and shows it to him. Still beating! Sound effects and everything! And then he dies. And he's like, alright. I did it. And then he... He goes and sits in a rocking chair. Yep. And then the movie ends. And the as the credits roll, it's like very much a swan song. For Rambo, it's kind of this, like, montage of, like, Rambo's greatest hits from all of the movies. Well, he, as he goes to sit in his uh, rocking chair, uh, <laughs> before we get that, uh, he, there is, like, a voiceover. Yeah. Which, there hadn't been a voiceover at any point in the movie. Yep. And he's like, everyone I know is a ghost. But he says ghost wrong. And I was like, Rambo, you don't know anybody. Like, <laughs> how are you keeping their memory alive? Yeah. Uh, then we get the montage of all the better Rambo movies. Right. And then the montage ends with clips from this movie. Yeah. Including him sitting down in the rocking chair. I was like, ah, we're in a time loop. Ugh. And that's, that's it. Well, <laughs> at the end of it, he gets up from the rocking chair, gets on a horse, and rides off into the sunset. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because he's the cowboy, and he's Rambo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, real cool. Ugh. I hate this movie. This movie's really bad. <laughs> uh... So, the main thing I want to point out is uh, it doesn't accomplish what it promises. Like you can, like you're trying to build these this equity. Yeah. That like a lot of horrible stuff happened to Rambo, so it is justified what Rambo will do to these people. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, had Rambo just been at a bar and someone from the cartel was like, yo, you want a sex slave? And then Rambo just murdered everyone? I would like this movie a lot more. Yeah. If he was just like, nope, you shouldn't have messed with me. I, I think this, the... What kind of a man do you think I am? Like The smaller the slight against Rambo, the more I would have liked this film. Yeah, it... <laughs> And it did feel really just punitive toward Gabriella. Like, she goes through so much trauma that it feels joyless and unnecessary. Like, you're to the point where, like, yo, we get it. Okay. Like, let's keep this the second half of this, this movie. Okay. But the first scene is Rambo at a poker night. And he discovers that the person he is playing... Uh, cards with 
is cheating. And yeah. then he's just like, come to my house next week. We'll play cards in my house. And then the exact second half of this movie happened, where he just kills everyone. I would really like that. <laughs> I would really enjoy that movie where he's just like, oh, don't 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 mess with Rambo. He will just murder the hell out of you. Yeah, like this movie just it's it's racist, it's sexist, it's like an action movie that just is devoid of anything resembling fun. Yeah, like I don't It's sadistic. I don't understand what joy you would get out of this film. Because, like, in the end, he gets his revenge. But, like, nothing is solved. Like, no. Like, his... His niece is still dead. Niece slash daughter The slash... cartel... The two leaders of the cartel are dead. But I don't think anyone's gonna go help all of those trafficking victims. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all it's just a lot of horrible things happening. Yeah. For ninety minutes. Yeah. And like the only th- good thing that really happens is he saves some hikers, but that was cut from the version we watched. Yeah, like, do you really think the the trafficking victims from the sequence where he finds Gabriella? What do you think happened to all of those girls? Not, Do you not, think nothing? they left? Yeah. No. They were probably killed. They were, yeah. So Rambo's actions probably got several other women killed. Yeah. It's not good. But I think could have made this movie really interesting is if Rambo Last Blood was like, you know, a Vietnamese woman in like, you know, her, let's say early middle 50s you know around the age of perhaps the daughter of a man rambo killed in vietnam Mm. like if they really brought it around full circle and like someone that rambo killed is going after him and then like but they have trained just as hard as rambo yeah like the idea of like rambo is just part of a cycle of monsters that would have been interesting, but I, I don't who think... think they're doing the right thing. I don't think that's the message that the people who make Rambo want to put out. No, I'm thinking of better... A way to make this a better movie. But... It does feel very... Like a Trumpian fantasy, like... I definitely think it's pro-wall. And I yeah. think, like, the big thing that this... The biggest sin that this movie uh, really commits is... Like every bad sequel... It does not justify its existence. No. It doesn't do anything for Rambo, the character Rambo, the series. Like, it doesn't make me want to see another Rambo movie. No. And more importantly, he survives at the end. Which is dumb. Which I was like, oh, if this is just like how Rambo dies, and like this is the period at the end of that sentence of Rambo films, it at least justifies in that like we felt like Rambo needed an ending. Yeah. But, like, we could do another Rambo movie tomorrow. Ugh. It's so bad. So, uh, anything you found in your research that you wanted to bring up? Um, a lot of people felt the movie was extremely exploitative. A lot of people, like, a lot of the reviews bring up that, like, it's incredibly unnecessary, the level of cruelty. Right. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people did say it felt incredibly racist. 
um, some uh, some Mexican media have said like it brought attention to how dangerous the border area is, though. Right. Like, so they felt he was bringing awareness of a situation. But I feel like everyone was so cartoonishly evil. Yeah, like, I'm not going to say that the cartel doesn't exist. But, like, the same thing would happen in America if you went up and started, like, poking the mob in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> like, the mob would kill you. They don't deal with that stuff. Like, or the Yakuza. Like, any t- type of, like, crime group. Yeah. Who don't like when someone shows up and is like, I'm just going to kill everybody. So, like, it's not exactly what Mexico is. It's what the cartel is. But there's other parts of Mexico that are not seen in this film. Yeah, and it's... Nothing... We don't, like, learn anything through Gabriella's death. It is very much the kill off a woman to further a man's story type of character death. Which I find brutally offensive. I don't even find Gabrielle likable at any point. Yeah, because like, she goes and hunts for her abusive father. I I almost think it would have been better if she goes, like, meets her father. He's a horrible person. And then we find out what Uncle John really taught Gabriella. Oh yeah, wouldn't it be cool if she was like a little Rambo? Or like... Gabriella and Giselle go to the club and it's Giselle who is kidnapped. And then Gabriella turns into like, hey, Uncle John, it's go time. And it's like Rambo and child. That would have been much because like I picked up that I was like, this is just going to be taken. Yeah. It would have been much better if like they assaulted her. She killed a bunch of people and then called Rambo and was like, look, I'm trapped in Mexico with the cartel. I've killed three of them, but I'm going to need help getting home. <laughs> and it was just the two of them ramboing. All right, yeah, that's, that's a much better film. Or it's just, just her ramboing, then she's like, Uncle John, I need a ride. <laughs> Can Stallone's you come... barely in the film. <laughs> Can you come pick me up? He shows up on a horse like, God damn it. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't bring the truck? All right. All right. <sighs> Yeah, like, this movie is offensively terrible. So, uh, I think this is obvious, but let's give it the verdict. It's a stay doom. It's a I stay have... doom for me as well. This, I think, is the first Razzie movie I've attempted to turn off. Yeah. Like, it was so upsetting because it's misogynist, it's racist, it's... Ugh. It's unnecessary. So, what is your ranking of the Razzie films? Uh, worst to best, we're actually going to go in or- in reverse order of how we watch them. Really? You think it just declined the whole time? Yeah. I mean, this one was the worst. Um, Then The Fanatic. Then Sharon Tate. Then Medea Family Funeral. And, like, there's a pretty big chasm between Fanatic and Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate, at least, it was bad, but it was at least kind of, like, watchable. Yeah. Another big chasm between Sharon Tate and Medea Family Funeral. Mm-hmm. And then a fairly large chasm between Medea Family Funeral and Cats. Okay. Cats was at least fun. Like, I had the so bad it's good moments with Cats. Where I was like, what am I watching? This is hilarious. Oh my god. Uh, I would say, I think the best one that we saw was Medea. Okay. 
Because, like... I can accept that because there's at least plot. If, if you cut that up and you take Tyler Perry out of it, it's kind of a good movie. Yeah, like... There's some interesting stuff. The in family it. drama is compelling. Uh, then I would say Cats. Then Sharon Tate. Then Rambo for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, The Fanatic. Because I always have that rule where... I, a movie isn't a failure if it does what it promised. Okay. Like, Rambo was awful and unenjoyable. But basically what I thought I was getting into when it was Rambo. Okay. It was worse than what I thought. But, like, if you're a, a huge Rambo... Mm, if you're a huge Rambo fan, you're probably not going to like this movie either. But it delivers some of the Rambo stuff. The fanatic, I don't understand... Who would enjoy this film? Okay. Like, I just, I don't get it. So here's my thought. I, I believe that I had the worst time watching Rambo. Mm-hmm. I believe that the fanatic should win the Razzie based off of like everything I know about the Razzies and stuff like that. I still think Cats will win. Cats is going to win because the way the Razzie always does seem to work is that like, the one that's going to get the Razzie the most attention is going to win. Yeah, they want that high-profile bomb. Uh, but, like, that being said, Cats, like, is miles better than The Fanatic and Rampa. And, like, I had a lot of fun with Cats. Like, I... So you thought Sharon Tate was better than Cats? I... I mm, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. I said Sharon Tate was worse than Cats. Okay, I was like... Sorry. I was like, did I say that? No. Well, you just said it was miles better than The Fanatic, and uh, so I just... I was remembering. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I had fun watching Cats. I'm gonna watch Cats again. That's the only one of these movies I would watch again. Yeah, but like... Cats is definitely... I could see it being, like, the next generation of big midnight movie. Yeah, but it's one of those things where, like... I enjoyed watching Cats, but it does not deliver on what it is promise promises to be. Like I enjoy a coherent the, film. Yeah, I enjoy the things about Cats that are like them clearly messing up. Oh yeah. Uh, so like because that that's my rule is like if a movie promises to be something and then is that thing, you really shouldn't be mad at it. That's why I always defend movie forty three. Like oh, it's a bunch of fart jokes and bathroom humor. It's like yeah. That's exactly what it said it was going to be. Fair. Like, if you don't like it, you probably shouldn't have gone to seeing that movie. All right. Uh, so, but, like, I, I think Rambo fails at being a Rambo movie. I agree. Uh, like, 90% of the time of that film. Whoa, boy. All right. So that's going to do it for Razzie Month. Well, I do want to say the author of the original Rambo books hates this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. He was embarrassed that his name is attached to it because he developed the character of John Rambo. Hmm. And he called it exploitative. It is super exploitative. Uh, what are we uh, what are we watching next week? Um, so we were offered a dollar if we did an episode on The Room. We did offer a spec. We said we'd do a special on The Room if you subscribe to our Patreon, which does not exist. It was kind of a joke. But people were like, hey, I'll give you a dollar if you do The Room. And uh, we like money. So <laughs> we're going to do The Room next. 
just I I'll put this all out there. Like we're super busy next month. Yes. So we're not going to do anything super long next month. Uh, we have a couple ideas. We're still figuring it out, uh, but we're going to do the room. Uh, yeah, next Mark. The rest of March is going to be like kind of a fun, weird hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, but we've got some uh, fun stuff coming in April. Yeah, April's going to be especially fun. We're going back to the Paley Center. Yes. So, so we're we're we have at least one really cool episode as a result of that. Yeah, we we had a couple fans like reach out and be like, "So what's the schedule look like?" And I was like, "I honestly cannot tell you anything for sure because we're so." All over the place. But, I live in a city of boxes now. Yeah, it's it's insane for us right now. But if uh, if you've seen The Room, or if you just want to reach out to us, where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at staydoomed. And if you want to r- mumble incoherently and call it a Sylvester Stallone impression at me, I'm at TV's Noah. If you would unabashedly watch the film Cats again, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed.